Here we go. Let's go, man. Let's go. Killer TV live from the streets. Mm-hmm. YouTube podcast series. Um, episode one, season two. Um, this person right now I'm about to interview. Um, consistent, mm. consistent as hell. Puts in a lot of work. And um, if you're an independent artist and you want to know how to do it, you should probably come to this man. Because when I say he independent everything, for real, independent everything. So um, I'm proud to announce my first guest for season two, Killer TV, Live from the Streets, YouTube podcast series, Nobody. Then that boy, Big V. Big V, man. What's going on, my brother? What's good, man? I appreciate you having me. First guest, season two. It's an honor, man. Nah, it's we honor. We about to get into it, like for yes. real, for real. We about to get into it. That's what I'm here for, man. Yeah, man. New album. New album. New album. Being what? in God's vision. Being in God's vision. You drop so much music, I. It's a lot. It's. It, I know. do a lot. Yes. Being in God's vision. Mm-hmm. Album of the year, by the way. He said it. Album of the year. <laughs> Album of the year. Absolutely. First off, starting off looking at the cover, got your mother on the cover. Like, first off, talk about the relationship between you and your mother. Oh, man. That's mom's, man. We tight. Just seen her before I came here. Little lunch, you know. You know, I, I threw that, that picture right there on the cover for a lot of different reasons, mainly just to show where I came from and where I am now. And then to show, you know, the person who got me here. Mm-hmm. You know, the person who gave me my name, the one who put me on this earth, Wanda Wilson. Used to be Wanda King. She married now, Wanda <laughs> Wilson. You feel me? Yeah. I had to do it, man. I, I had to do it. You know, that's why that's that's another reason to make this project so special. It's the it's the cover. It's what I'm talking about from beginning to end. She had a major part in everything, everything, man. We extra tight, mm. extra tight. Word. Like I listen to this project, like it's super honest. It's like mm. super you, and um, I've got to know you. You know. Over the years, yeah. So I know, like the shit that you're saying in there is real, right? Right. From the relationship between you and your wife, mm-hmm. situation with you and your kids, mm-hmm. um, just your day to day grind, right? Why was it so important to be so honest on this project? Um, you know me, I'm 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 honest in my music, but I want to get deeper on this album, mm-hmm. just cause. You know, as you grow, you got more other happier things to talk about. Right. You know, I ain't. I'm not out in the streets like I used to be no more. Mm-hmm. So, I gotta. In order for my fan base to keep sticking with me, I have to keep giving them my life because mm-hmm. that's what got me here now. They seen me, you know, talk about when I was in front of the store selling the CDs for a dollar or two. You know, they seen me, you know, go from that to put my own tour together and everything else. So now it's trying to take them deeper as I grow. 
I can't keep talking about the same stuff that I was doing at 18 and 21 at 35. Right. I suppose to grow. And and that's what this album is about. It's about the growth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to take you deeper into my everyday life, my everyday hustle. I'm still hustling just in a different way. Right. You know, the same rules still apply. Right. So I got to get the people, you know, what they what they know me for, which is the realness, the honesty, you know. But on the album, I just had to just take them a lot deeper than what I normally do. It's because that's the mood I was in. Right. You know, I, I write what strikes me. Mm-hmm. So... And, and with that that production from Sean Finesse. Shout out to Sean Finesse. Shout out to Sean Finesse who produced the entire album, man. It was it was it was just was natural. Mm-hmm. Just just to just to speak everything and put it out there, man. For the people to soak it up. And especially, you know, being at the age we at. Right. It's a lot more people that can relate to what I'm saying, you know, the everyday person with a family. Okay. Before we talk about this album Let's talk about your upbringing mm. and like, like how do you even fell in love with music and rapping and and all that stuff? Like, man, what, it, like how, how did hip hop find you? Man, uh, I used to sit in front of the TV and just watch Rap City all day. Like when I came home from school, and I would just be so fascinated with like, like see, I'm old school. I grew up on like MC Light, mm-hmm. people like that. So. Me watching the Cappuccino video with MC Light, you know, it was, I wanted to live that life. I wanted to drive around the, the bins and be on TV and let, let alone just speaking your truth. Like, it was so, like, I always found hip-hop or rap to be a space where you can talk about your life and be real, you know, and, and people will accept the bad stuff that you've done. And then it can be okay because, hey, man, he's actually telling us that he messed up. Right. Like, uh, and this is, and I, I've been, you, once you speak your truth, you find so many people who've done it and can relate to it. So once you, once, once, once I started seeing artists that did that, like the Wu-Tang Clan and, you know, the list goes on and on, I instantly gravitated to that since the sixth grade. Mm. Like, if you listen to, on my album, Achievements, I talk about how I used to write my rhymes in art class, and I feel art. Mm. You know, I can't draw. <laughs> I, I still do that. I Yo, can't draw. The, the art teacher is savage for um, failing. He said, "Oh, Mister, shout out to Mister Grimes. He is for savage." Well, you know, I like, didn't even know you're gonna fail an elective unless unless you miss too many days. Or I something. didn't either, but that's, that shows you how terrible I was at it too. Like I can't draw, man. But I created my own art, and that's the funny part about it. I feel art now. I created my own art. And it's and it's great from 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 the music to the clothes. It's all great. People accept the art that you create, whether it be good art, bad art, abstract art. Mm-hmm. Like you will be surprised at the many people that can gravitate to what you create, man. All right, let's um, as we talk about your upbringing, um, like was was it just you and your mom? Was it? I was raised in single parent home. Where my mom's man. She used to go to uh, night school. I was staying home by myself since I was like seven. Work. Yeah, she had to go to uh, work night school. She worked a job during the day. Uh, she would go to night school at night. She went to North Carolina Wesleyan. And uh, I had to grow up and learn a lot fast. In Kinston, North Carolina, period, you grow up 
fast. Word. You grow up fast. You know, you learn a lot fast. You have to. So what? So what's Kingston like? Like, I've been through there, but I ain't yeah. never really. Is it just that the same old small time, small town vibe? Like, it's it's tough. Like Kingston is tough. Like it's it's tough growing up in Kingston, man. Like violence, gangs, of everything, man. You name it. Mm-hmm. Like you name it. It it, it happens. You just got to find a way to try to not let it happen to you, so to speak. But it's 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 tough, man, especially, you know, during the 90s and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure it's still tough now. I know it is, actually. But it's it's, it's tough, man. But you got people like Jerry Stackhouse and Brandon Ingram right. and Re- Reggie Bullock that come from there and they right. flourish to do big things, man. It's, it's, it's a tough environment. And it's a lot of, you know, single-parent mothers. Mm-hmm. People without no fathers around, you know, t- you know, typical, typical tough town. Word. Where everybody know everybody. Word. You know, with with so much going on in the town, like, what was the first thing that that was music? The first thing you ever gravitated to? Basketball, basketball. Sports. Like moms kept me in sports. Uh, shout out to the Salvation Army. Used to go to the Salvation Army after school program. Kept me out of a lot of trouble. Lot of trouble. Shout out to Fairfield too. Uh Fairfield, uh that was a rec center. They kept me out of a lot of trouble. They kept a lot of people out of a lot of trouble actually, man. Just playing sports, uh flag football, basketball definitely was what I gravitated to first. I love playing basketball, bro. Like for real. So was it like you know, as the years go by, like was there somebody in the neighborhood or somebody that you seen rapping or like how how did how'd you make it to the mic? Being in God's vision, like I, I, it just it grabbed me. Like every time I used to watch Rap City, I used to want to memorize the rhymes and then coming up with my own stuff. And I just it it just music just it just it chose me. Like I was in the sports, but I always kept my pen sharp, bro. Like mm-hmm. ever since I was twelve. I always wrote. I always wrote. I never recorded nothing until I moved to Greensboro for college. That was mm-hmm. around eighteen, nineteen. So I come in the studio, book bag full. Of so why, um, like why you didn't record nothing in high school? Was you like it? Wasn't want, no studios. Want no studios. It was if it, if it was. I I didn't personally know about them. Word. But it wasn't really no set. Like wasn't no studio like this or. How it's a million studios out there now. People Do you feel like really, you was ready to record in high school? If possible, I probably. Matter of fact, I take that back, man. We recorded some stuff in my man Stefan crib, but it was on the computer mic. You right. see what I'm saying? Like nobody had mics like this. Like, right. And it was looking back, it was sounding trash. I probably was trash. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I, I probably wasn't ready to put my talent out there and face. The, the scrutiny or the opinions behind it or whatever. But I used to battle, and that was our thing about it. We used to battle in the in the yard of the school. Yeah. So I always battled. Like, I always, I was never scared to get in the front of the crowd and do me. Like, every chance I got, I would do that. Even at the lunch table, somebody busts a beat, i spit over it. You know what I'm saying? But I never recorded nothing. First rap name. <sighs> it was trash, man. Come on. <laughs> First rap. Well, I think my first rap name might have been Wolverine. Whoa. 
Oh man! If it wasn't, it was something trash. I, I know I went and buy Wolverine for a little bit, and right. then like I think I tried to go buy Snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, the man. flow was cold. Chill out, man. The you flow were. was cold. You know what I mean? It was Snowflake. Bro, I'm so glad none of them stuck. Jesus man. Christ. But yeah, for real though, Snowflake, Wolverine, I struggled. Hmm. It was trash. Word. People used to call me the track slasher. Wolverine, you feel me? It was, <laughs> hey, it was, hey. I thought you was an affection with X-Men. Well, that nah, 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 nah. It, it definitely wasn't that. I am I am infatuated with, with X-Men. In the, in, in the comics, but yeah. All right, so mo- <laughs> so moving along, um, get to Greensboro, North Carolina A and T. Right. Um, like what? Like why did you want to keep doing this music thing? Like, was college just like a tool to dare? Was you gonna finish, or you was like it was always gonna be music? Man, I love just doing music. But the thing was, I needed a way out of Kingston, and college was the way out. And, okay. um, you know, I wanted to get a degree. I didn't get a degree. Mm-hmm. I spent six years at A&T, and you're not supposed to spend six years at a four-year college. Right. And I still didn't finish. I dropped out, didn't get no degree. But I always was doing music. And this was and the crazy part was when I recorded my first project, it was called Anxiety. It was wow. like 10 tracks. And that's something that... People deal with more, right. like more open now. Right, And right. that's crazy how long ago that was. Man, you know right, I mean? right, exactly. And I dropped it, and the campus went crazy. Word up. Like, man, I was going around passing it out, blank CD with nothing written on it, in a sleeve. How, where'd you record it at? We recorded it at my homeboy, Pat Crib, who produced it, who okay. also produced the 48 Hours Project. Mm-hmm. Me and him been rocking for a long time. But he produced it. It's actually on that Piff now. Really? Yeah, it's on there. I'm gonna check it out. Check it out. It's some. I promise you, it's still fire. Like people hit me up in my inbox to this day, and say, "Yo, bro, I'm still bumping this anxiety." Like they're asking me for part two. No lie. And Word. we talking about this was oh one oh two. So it being called anxiety, like was like was you dealing with something like truthfully or no, it was just I, it was it was what I was putting into the music. Word. Like I felt like I was getting overlooked, and I should have been. I thought I should have been bigger than I was, and I shouldn't have. Right, you just you, know you just mean? started. No, no. <laughs> right. But I knew I knew I was dead nice. Right, and I feel like I could take on anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna put this anxiety on tracks, and I just named it anxiety. That's Word. just what it was for me. Word. It was so, almost like therapeutic, almost. So you drop it, mm-hmm. handing out the CDs on campus. Absolutely. Like, tell me about the response, like. Man, listen, the responses was, was crazy. Like, I, I used to go in my man, uh, his his dorm, mm-hmm. and he was cutting hair in there. They would be playing it in the little barbershop. It's in the dorm. They like, yo, V, this you? Bro, I need a copy. And I would just go to the room and just burn. I, I would walk around with at least 20 copies on me because I knew people wanted it. I would leave it on people's windshields. Like, I would hear people riding through the campus playing it. Like, me and my homeboy, Rashad, like he was my he was like my Dame Dash at the time. He was like my right. mouthpiece. He was telling everybody, yo, y'all can't fuck with V. Y'all ain't heard of this anxiety shit. You need this anxiety anxiety shit. It's a classic. I I wouldn't even do most of the talking. He would do all the talking. I would just hand out the CD. Right. And people man, bro, people loved it. Like loved it. Like actually that was probably what 
what people may probably remember for me the, by me the most, bro. Really? Especially like the older fans that that hear this, mm-hmm. they're gonna be like like people sent me pictures of the old anxiety CD, all scratched up. Like yo, I still got it, bro. So it was never a cover. Never, I never had a cover. Never did a cover to it. Even Word. on that piff, it don't got a cover. Right. It just say anxiety. That's dope. Yeah, no cover. So, so I couldn't even afford a pair of cover guy then. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm guessing we talking like early 2000s. Oh, oh, two. So I mean like you had to like know somebody to know somebody to Exactly. Even get that you know what I mean? Get that a good look graphic, get that right. look. You couldn't just, you know, get your own thing and put it on, on no iTunes or right. none of that. You know? It was harder then. Right. Way harder than it is now. Right. So what happens after the, the college experience? Like <sighs> uh, so I stopped going. I broke the news to moms. Like your right. mom. I, I know she was I know that shit was tough on her. Man, that shit was tough for me to even tell her that. Like that's one of the worst days of my life, actually. Cause it what took me so long was the disappointment I knew my mom was gonna have with me, and I knew all the money that she wasted on college, and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to tell her, I don't want to do this no more. But I got to, cause I'm not happy, and she can tell, cause the grades are going home. I'm getting C's, F's, having to retake Cal. I took Cal. I took calculus at least twice. I took Cal 2 three times. And on the third time in college, if you don't pass, you can't take it no more. Right. So that's when I was like, I can't do this no more. So I started working at, you know, UPS. Where I met you. Right. And right. I worked there, and I was still doing my music. I would take my paycheck and invest in my own studio. Like, I, you know, that's how I was end up having, you know, end up buying my mic and my mixer and computers and things like that. My first couple of cameras. All that stuff just came from me investing in me. What was like the first solid piece of equipment you bought? My mixer. mixer. I bought a little, uh, little small mixer because it was a little bit cheaper than the mic. <laughs> so yeah. Like when I first um, first met you, like because um, you know I knew our mutual friend Wax, right? And uh, he would always say that you. Uh, First thought he would always talk about you like all the time, like yo V that dude, like V that dude all Shout the time. Shout out to Awax, man. Awax the guy king. What up, boy? What up, Wax? Like he would always talk about you, like yeah, I record that V crib and all this other stuff, and um, and I would see you from time to time. Yeah. And um, the first time I really was like, oh shit, the V dude might be, I right. might be something. Was uh, I seen your CD at Caps, mm. and I was like, I told my partner, I was like. Oh, this is the dude Wax talking about that work with us. Mm, v. Yeah. And um, you had the CDs on the table for free. And I was mm. like, okay, I'm going to take one, take one to the crib. Yeah. And so, you know, when I, sometimes I, I show you that picture of me having your CD. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the one. That's the one I had and, um, at Caps. And I was like, I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Got some. That's what I was doing. I was running around just putting my stuff in every store I could. Right. Like, even convenience stores, like, just putting it out there and letting people grab them. I mean, that helped me out a whole bunch because a lot of people didn't know who I was until they met me. And they would like, oh, this is you right here, man. I got the CD from Cap, so right. I saw your CD and such and such. So that would even make me go even harder. Like, I'm going to put this out everywhere, like, everywhere. I don't care who they buy it or not. They listening to it. 
Because when you first start out, you just want people to hear you. Right. You just want to be heard. I still want to be heard by everybody in the world. That's still the goal to keep me going. It's just the the feedback, you know, like people want to hear from me. People always ask me, when you putting something else out? Like even now, they want to know when you putting something out. I probably just drop the album. Right. Let the album seek in. Even though I'm even though I'm I'm about to drop soon. Relax. Right. <laughs> but that's what come with the game, and I appreciate it, man. You know, I do. Like, um, talk about the like the struggles of um being independent, like mm. because you was like, I mean, it's. I ain't gonna say it's easy because it's still hard to right. to do all this. But in my mind, in my eyes, it was so much harder when you was back then putting out shit. Yeah. Like, talk to me about the struggle of doing all that. Like, you had a cover, you had to record all this, you had to learn how to record, mix, work the board. Because I'm pretty right. sure you were doing all this yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, yeah. tell I, me, tell me how hard that was. Man, uh, a lot of fucking up. Uh, and again, shout out to Wax. Like, Wax was always the guinea pig, seemed like. like Word. He would always just let me do whatever right. to whatever he had going on. Like, he was the first guy I shot a video for. Mm-hmm. First guy I ever engineered other than myself. Like, he would always be like, yeah. Matter of fact, he was the first guy I did a t-shirt for. Word. When I started my business. Yeah, he was definitely the first guy to get one done. Like, just a lot of trial and error, man, and... And a lot of stuff not coming out right and doing it over again, turning this down, turning that up. Like, just learning your way around the studio, so to speak, and the camera work and all that. Because I was dealing with people that, like videographers who would come to the shoot, camera battery already low because they want to hurry up and get it done. My footage ain't coming out. I got people that I, that I shot videos with. I still ain't seen from like 07. Wow. Like, you know, but I'm like, you know, I, I got to learn how to do this on my own so I don't have to go through this. So right. That's when I started learning how to do everything. Like, everything I could do, I learned. And still now, I'm still learning a whole. I'm still learning because, you know, you don't know. You don't never know everything about this business and and technology changed so much. Real fast. Everything. So you got to kind of try to keep up with it, man. But back then it was just a lot harder because it wasn't no, wasn't a lot of YouTube. Right. You know, it wasn't all that. It wasn't, you know. You wasn't to, as many outlets for, for the independent people. Right. It, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't. Like, you had to be special to maybe have your music on iTunes then because that's when iTunes was coming out. Right. Like, it wasn't a thing where you got with TuneCore now or somebody like that right. and you own. Nah, it was definitely hard, man. Like it was a struggle. Like, like how hard is the like, like how hard is the struggle of posted up? Like I don't know if people should do this or not, but right. how hard is like to deal with the rejection of posted up somewhere? <sighs> you handing out your CD and somebody yeah. saying, "Nah, I don't want that shit." Like, bro, it's tough. Where like that happened to me a lot. Like it's tough. Like you trying to hey, excuse me. Nobody don't want to talk to you, especially females. Cause I always think you're trying to talk to them. Like I'm right. just trying to get my CD off, baby. Right. You feel me? Like, but it's tough because you know how good the music is, and you want everybody to have the same reaction to it. Right. But everybody don't listen to it the same. Like every, every all all art ain't received the same way. Right. So the rejection part is tough because you like, man, maybe I should give up. Maybe I shouldn't. But it always be people that. You know, even if even if ten people tell you no, those two people that say yes will keep you going. Right. But it's tough because, you know, rejection is definitely part of the growing process, man. Right. I faced a lot of it, like a lot. 
Like a lot, man. Like to people just not saying nothing. To people, like, I don't want that shit. Right. You know what I mean? Or or to people like, yeah, how much is it? And I buy one. Or nah, man, I'm good. Whatever it may be, but it's just part of the game. It's called paying your dues. Right. You gotta pay your dues, baby. Like even if even now, the form of rejection to that magnitude is people not sharing your stuff or right. or people acting like they don't see your stuff or nobody wants to come to your show or things like that. Like, that's all part of the game. And you can't worry about that. You got to keep pushing and just cater to those who like your stuff. Just like, I don't, like, it's a lot of artists that I don't like, but I had to learn that you can't listen to every artist with the same ear. Right. Like, you can't listen to Waka Flocka with an Eminem ear. Right. You just can't do it. You know, you got to... You got you to gotta accept this artist for what he doing, what he bring to the game. I think I think your ears now is even harder, like, because... Yeah. Like, growing up, I listened to everything. Like, right. I listened to everything. That's the dope thing about being in North Carolina, because we're not really from the East. We're not yeah. going to... We're just right... Like, like the Middle East. Like the Middle East, the Middle right. East. And so we listen to everything. But now it's like... like it's super tough. Like, I watched an uh, interview today on Breakfast Club with the baby. And, yeah. I, and I and I know he's like the next North Carolina dude that's kind of popping, but I just never gave it time of the day. But like watching the interview today, I was like, I'm gonna give it a little bit of time and effort. Well, but, well see, that's that's what the game has changed that too because now I feel like as an artist, you gotta do more than just rap. Right. Like it's about it's about showing your personality. Absolutely. Because somebody can be a trash artist, and you know they trash. Right. But you just saw one of their interviews, and he seemed smart. Right. He seemed likable. That's that's what got me. He seemed likable. He won. He won me over. Like, he won like, you over. I'm going to go listen to the music. You're going to go listen to the music. But right. it's, it's not like you know what we grew up on where you drop a video, and you just hope people gravitate to you. Right. It's more than just doing a video now. You got to do your press. And how is he conducting himself in the press? Does right. he act like an asshole in the press? Right. Or, does he, or does he act like a likable guy? And somebody can be trash, but... It's the knowledge that they drop and the knowledge that they give you how they present themselves. You be like, yo, I'm going to check them out. Like, I just saw an interview with Offset. Right. I don't fuck with Offset. Right. I don't. But I saw an interview with him where he had some good things to say. Right. And I'm like, now, like, maybe I need to listen to... Now I can listen to his music a little differently because I got a piece of who he is. Put some piece of who it is. That's what it is, man. Right. All right. What? Um, how'd you come to the decision of... Um, Cause like I said at the beginning of this uh, interview is Big V is Mr. Independent everything. Like when mm. I say he does everything himself, he uh, he uh, sells his own merch. He makes his own merch. You know, he, he has his um, clothing brand, Sky's Own Society. He shoots his own video. He's also a video photographer. He does his own music. Mm. But um, years later, you quit UPS. Yeah. Um, like what? Like like, what went into that thought process to say, I'm going to quit my full-time job with great benefits. With great benefits. <laughs> and um, and say, I'm going to go into business for myself. It was just something I had been I had been thinking about for a long time. Like, Word. it wasn't nothing that I just did overnight. It was it was years in that making that decision. Like, just me thinking about it while I'm at work. Like, man, I hate this job. Like, I hated UPS. Like, I didn't want to be there for the rest of my life. Didn't care about what benefits they gave and 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 how great of the pay is the longer you be there. Like I knew it wasn't for me. I'm not knocking everybody else that's there and making a living off of it because, you know, some everybody ain't like me. 
But man, like while I was there, all I used to think about at night was, yo, I need to be quitting this soon. Like I don't like this job. I don't want to be a truck driver. Like I don't want to sling packages my whole life. Fuck am I doing here? I'm just bridging the gap until somebody calls me and gives me this deal. Cause that's what my mind was at. Like I'm just waiting on this deal. I'm just waiting on the deal. I'm just waiting on the deal. So I kept pushing my music, investing in me, and then like around 2009, like I always been in the fashion, but I was like, yo. I need to start my own business of doing my own stuff instead of having to go to the mall and get this stuff made. Right. Like, how can I do it? So I just started researching. How can I do it? You know, what's the most creative ways to put your own merch out, to start a clothing line, things like that. So then I actually took about a year of just doing that on the side, like just making my own stuff for me, not for everybody, it's for me, and just wearing it and just seeing the reaction I got off people. And people are like, yo, where did you get that from? Like, I did this. Yo, you did that? Make me one. All right, bet. That's a customer now. All right, now now we in business. Okay. So one customer turned into five, five turned into 20, and so on and so forth. So now I'm still at UPS, and I'm doing this on the side. Word. Oh, you oh you started Sky Zone before, before, before you even quit. Absolutely. I 20, didn't know that. T- 2010 is when I, when, I, when I say I actually started Sky Zone Society. What year, did you, what, what year did you quit UPS? 2012. Quit twenty twelve. I quit August twenty twelve. Actually, yeah. And uh, was it scary? Like not knowing when your next income gonna come, or I would say it would it would have been scary if it weren't for my wife. Well, she was my girl at that time. Okay, I had a good support system behind me who was like, "Yo, quit that shit. Like you're not happy there, V. Like quit that shit. Go ahead, do you." And with that, with that, with that, you know, with that okay behind me, I was good just going forward. Because I even, we had the conversation, like, I might not be making a lot of money from this at first. She like, yo, if you happy doing it, I'm happy to support you. It's not about the money. Like, don't worry about the money. I just want you doing something that you love. Because cause I'm coming home miserable as fuck from this job, bro. Attitudes, you know, it was taking a toll on me and her. Really, because I'm mm-hmm. like, babe, I'm tired of doing this shit. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I would even start calling out of work. Like, I'm not going there tonight. It's Friday night. I got stuff to do. I'm good. No, I'm good. And and also at this time, I'm still in the streets. I'm still doing I'm doing the streets. You know, I'm taking my street money that I'm getting to and dumping it into my businesses, buying new cameras, equipment, all kind of stuff. So I'm like, yo, I got all my equipment now. I think I'm about to make the move. But the thing was, that kind of made the move for me. Because what happened was, I hurt my shoulder at UPS. Mm-hmm. And when I went out on leave, and like I was supposed to get my surgery mm-hmm. through their benefits, the doctor called me the day before the surgery and was like, yo, we uh, don't have any benefits down here for you. It's showing that you're unemployed. I'm like, it can't be because... I got my supervisor sign off on this, and they know I'm out on leave. I have I, I have my paperwork. Right. What are you talking about? Right. So then I called UPS. My supervisor didn't even send my paperwork in to the Charlotte area, so I can get my so I can get my leave. So you got to think. I've been out of work for almost two months. Ain't nobody calling. If if I'm if 
if and they, if you know that's not like me to not show up for work for two months, why wouldn't you call me? Why wouldn't you call my next to kin? Yo, right. is V dead? Is right. he okay? We ain't seen him in two months. You kind of just let me go, which right. was a blessing in disguise. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Y'all kind of let me go already, so let me just continue to go. Word. Yeah, so that's how that really unfolded. So it was like, again, being in God's vision. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It was something I wanted to happen. It happened. And now we here. Word up. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. You know what it says. Killer TV, live from the streets. YouTube podcast series. We here with the homie Big V. Mm. Be back in a second. We back, Killer TV live in the streets, season two, episode one. We with the homie Big V. Big V. Yes, sir. Now we gonna get into this album, man. Being in God's vision. Mm. Like <clears throat> you a cocky ass nigga, boy. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not gonna let you put that on me, man. You a cocky? I don't ass think I'm nigga. cocky. I'm not. Wax is cocky. Wax is. Cocky, but he's arrogant as well. Shout he's out to arrogant and cocky, and he 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 says crazy things. Right. But we love him though. But he says some him. crazy things. We love him. Um, I only say that because it's like, like you was like off jump street. You was like, yo, our money year, our money year, our yeah. money year. Told like, y'all since last year. Since last year, and you like, I know you was working with my homeboy. Yeah, but um, shout out to Sean Finesse. But um, I'm like, it can't be. That good, like you know what I mean, like so you so I listen and, and you know you go in there with just you know open ears mm-hmm. and you know and just be you know a, you know whatever happens right played it first time and I was like oh shit mm-hmm. like this nigga <laughs> this nigga like really <laughs> really really got one like for real for real just right off the rip yeah man. Like, talk talk about that process. Like, like what was the like what was the initial process of putting this album together? Like, it was well, me and Sean have been going back and forth since like June. Where on just production and the direction of it, and um, I knew what I wanted to sound like. Like, I didn't want it to sound like a mixtape. I didn't want it to sound like an EP. I wanted it to be an album. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be something I hadn't created before and I feel like that's what this is. I think it's I think I think it surprised a lot of people. It did. It did. And that's not the and that's not to say like the rest of your music wasn't good or anything, right, right, but right. it's just the beats you picked. Yeah. The subjects you talked about. The honesty. Yeah. Like it was all there. Yeah. I mean, from the album album cover. Like yeah. it was flawless. It, it, I mean, it was. I appreciate it, man. It was. It was. It was flawless. I appreciate it, man. It was, and that that's what I was. I swear, that's what I was going for. That's why I kept telling people this album of the year. Like, was it always seven, or did we? We got you had like a few leftovers. Or we, me and Sean, we was going for ten, but the other tracks didn't fit the vibe that the other seven had created. Mm-hmm. Like. Because when I sent it to him, he said the same thing. He said, bro, <laughs> I can't skip a track on this. 
Yeah. This is this is five mics. This is a classic beat. I said, bro, I've been telling you. Every time he sent me over a beat and I recorded, I said, bro, this album of the year. And he didn't even hear it till it was all done. I sent to him track one through seven. I said, sit down, here go the album, listen to it. Hit me back, was like, yo, this is crazy. I've been telling you for months. This is it right here. This is it. And I knew it was it. Cause I I, I just felt it, man. I felt it. And that's why I'm going to continue to say album of the year. And it's not to be cocky. It's the belief I got in this project. I don't care who come out this year. Hover, Nas, drop your, drop your shit. I don't care who it is. This is being the guy. This album of the year. I don't care with Drake. I don't care who come out. When I say album of the year, I'm not just saying uh, on the underground level. No. Album of the year is album of the year. When December come, people going to look back at this and be like, yo. I haven't heard a flawless album since being in God's vision. Mm. And that's and that's how I feel. And if and if it's not album of the year, it's a contender. Mm. It's a contender, bro. Right. Let's get into a couple joints um on the album. My favorite, Colorblind. Yeah. Mm. Um you know, if people know you, but if you know, if they don't know you, if they listen to this, yeah. you in a uh interracial relationship. Relationship. Yeah. Facts. And um how why was it so important to you know talk about that in this uh, song? Uh, you know, just to, uh for a few reasons, man. Um, I, when I first started dating my wife back then, man, I I, I caught I caught a lot of shit for it. A lot of my exes hit me up. Oh, I ain't know you like white girls. Well. Bitch, you don't need to know everything. You feel right. me? Like, okay. And again, you know, us as black men, we get a lot of shit for that. Right. But here's what I rebuttal back to them with. Like, you can't help who you fall in love with. Right. And, you know, as when what I'm going to teach my kids is don't just don't limit yourself. Like, a lot of women, black women actually are very unhappy with themselves and the person who they're dating. And I was taught, if you don't like what's around you, change it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, change it. Like, and again, you can't help who God has in your past for right. you. Whether it be Asian, white, Russian, it's up to you. Like, we fall in love with people who we never thought we would fall in love with. Absolutely. You like, know what I mean? What was, like, that first time that you got, like, that weird look in the grocery store from, like, black chick that'd be like... Man, it was, man, restaurants, uh, everywhere, grocery stores. And my wife, she she's so used to it by now because right. all she's dated her whole life has been black men. Mm-hmm. So she she used to it. So she overlooked it. Me, I'm not, wasn't, wasn't so much used to it. Right. You know what I mean? But the thing is with me is... My mother also dated a white man before. And my mother, you know, taught me don't be racist. Don't be a racist. You know, don't, don't again, don't limit yourself. Like, you don't know who God has for you. Right. So I always, I like all women. I just just so happy to marry a white girl. It could have been a Spanish broad. I mean, I've been with all kind of broads. But the woman I chose to have my children with is a white lady. Right. And... The thing is, again, like with people, they put themselves in the box. I only date black girls. 
Okay, I mean, that's that's what you do. That's what you do. But don't question my happiness. Right. <laughs> you feel me? Facts. Like, Facts. I'm not going to question your miserableness. <laughs> right. And so don't question my happiness. And... You know, it, it was it man it was a lot. Like it's it was a lot. I still, you know, I still sense it. I just don't give a fuck no more. Like right. I stopped giving a fuck a long time ago about it. Like it's twenty nineteen, bro. Yeah. Like get over that shit. Get man. over like, that shit, man. Like, like man, if it's you know interracial relationship, being gay, I mean right. whatever it whatever. is, man. Do fuck you that, fuck that shit, be happy, man. Bro, be like happy. I don't give a fuck what you do. Right. Like be the fuck happy. Our right. time on this earth. It's so fucking short, man. It's short, man. So Look, whatever be a, be it is, be a good that, person, right? Just be a good person. Just be a good person. Like no matter what you are, man, be a good person. Be a good, be a good person. And, so, and as you can see, like my wife supports me in everything. She supports you. She. Supports I was surprised us. when I pulled up and I didn't see her because I. Right. It's you know me and V. Me and V. Uh, do a lot of work together. Right. And um, anytime we do anything, his wife is. Always right there. Always and, right there by the side. And it's nothing about her being insecure. She likes to support. Right. She likes to be there. Like, I love her being there. Was was that was that surprising to you? Like, because I mean, we um we we we've talked off the record um before. Right. About you being in another relationship and she wasn't as supportive. Right. And so, right. Was it surprising to you when very. when 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 your wife was so supportive? Man, very. Still is. Right. Like very, bro. Like. I've never had nobody support me like that. Like, through going on the tours or just getting our footage for all the artists, not just my footage, but for all the artists, just letting them help a hand when she can, being in the web series. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she's just down for it. Right. Like, she's just down for it. She know how much it means to me. So if it means that much to me, she's going to try to have a hand in it. Right. You know what I mean? Another uh, one of my favorites, uh, Rain, featuring Sean Finesse. Mm. Um, talk about making that track, man. I'm gonna tell you, he sent me the track, and I was like, "Oh shit, this got that feel." He was like, "I only got one request. I got, I want to be on it." <laughs> I ain't had nobody else featured on the album. Come on, Sean. Come on. He sent the verse back in probably like a day, Word. and I was like, "Oh, it got this feel." And when I was writing my verse, like. It was literally how I started. I was I was in the studio writing rhymes and it was raining and I had my door open and I was just vibing to the beat and that's how my verse came about and uh, the song and it actually was raining that day, so I'm like, yo, this is this is meant to be. This is really album of the year. Like this is coming together. Being this is God's being vision. in God's vision to the utmost, bro. And all I could do was just sit in the studio and just laugh. And laugh and laugh because I mixed everything down myself. So I'm hearing it before anybody. And I'm like, man, oh, my God, bro. I cannot wait to put this project out. This is magical. Like, this is just magical. Like, that's just what it felt like. It's magic. Like, it just kept coming together. Even down to the interlude with uh, my homegirl, Countess. Oh, that was like a real person? Hey, that's a real person. I know her. And I'm gonna Yeah, like, I'm going to tell you... um. She, I follow her on Instagram, and uh, uh, I thought to, I was listening to it on the ride over. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this must be a YouTube clip he found." Or nah, something. man, it's I know her actually. Um, and she, I, I saw that clip. She posted that clip on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it caught me. 
Because she was like, you know, I know I run a lot, but writing is my passion. And I felt that so much. I was right. like, yo, I love, I, and I hit her up. I said, yo, I want to use this clip that you did for my album. And I also, going forward, I want you to do poetry specifically for my album. So you're going to be hearing a whole lot more of Countess. Word. Like, she's dope. Like, she don't even know she's dope. But she's dope, man. Like, and, and that, that clip just inspired me so much because that's, that's how I still feel. She was like, I'm doing this job just to pay some bills, but writing is my passion. Word. I'm like, yeah, I can feel that. And you start the album off with a headbanger. Yeah. Happy. What makes Big V happy? <sighs> you want me to go down the list? Go down Go down the list. Go down the list. Uh, man, good good friend, genuine friends. Because a lot of people ain't genuine. Like, a lot of people ain't genuine. It's people that call themselves my friends, don't know no one fucking word of my songs. You're not my friend. Stop saying we friends. You're not friends. If you don't come to my show, you're not a friend. You don't know not one lit artist. If you got friends that, that say they're your friends, they don't know any words to your fucking song, they're not your fucking friend. They're not your friend. If you were a creator and they don't know what you create and you bust your ass every day and they see it and they still act like they don't know what you create, they're not your friend. Friends support people. I know what you do. You know what I do. We are friends. We know what Millie does. We know that Westside Rob coming in June. We going to support that. We are friends. Yes, sir. We are friends. Genuine friends make me happy. Just to hit me up, not even on no music. Just say, yo, man, what you doing? That's good for good friends make me happy. We makes me happy. We makes me happy. My wife makes me happy. Kids make me happy. Seeing small small wins make me happy. The little smallest wins make me happy. Seeing my friends win make me happy. Uh success. Man, that definitely makes me happy. Longevity. Still doing this from back then and seeing everybody else quit makes me happy. Because it lets me know that I'm I'm here for a reason. Absolutely. Let's speak about one of those small wins. Um, you just recently um, took over the full lease or mm-hmm. of your own printing shop. Like, you got your mm-hmm. own shop where, you know what I mean? Facts. Like, his own, you know, space Facts. that he's renting out in the building. Like, yeah. Like speak about that that small win and and how, and how big was that big how big was that for you to you know say this is my own space I own this by myself man it was scary at first Word. I'm not gonna lie uh, shout out to my homeboy Key Raspberry Raspberry Premium Denim uh, that's who I was sharing the space with he hit me like December and was like bro I'm getting a new shop downtown Greensboro not too far from the one we got now. Uh, and I was like, so where does that leave me? He was like, well, I'm going to see if you want to take it over. I can, you know, introduce you to the, the leasing lady. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that as well as other things I got going on. Like, now I'm talking about being responsible for not only my mortgage in my house, but the shop rent fully so it was scary at first 
But at the same time, it's what I've been praying for. Because I've been, I've been trying to get my own space to have my own, all my stuff in there, all my clothes, everything I create from merchandise to whatever. I've been wanting my own spot to to do that versus sharing it with somebody and just half of it is in there. So now that I have that, at first when I got it, it was scary. But, you know, when I seen that this is what I've been asking for, I realized that, hey, man, you got to, it's time to it's time to put your foot on the gas again, and 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 take on this responsibility, and I see more longevity in it with it just being my shop because I can do a whole lot more that I was limited to before, and you know my wife was excited. She was like, "Man, you know you've been praying for this. This is what you want." Meanwhile, I'm sitting on the bed like, "Yeah, but." This extra money got to be kicked out. I'm trying to get this 4K camera. I'm trying to do a lot. I'm trying to plan another tour. Damn, I don't know. But she was like, you can do it. Again, being supportive. Like, yo, you got it. You're going to do it. Do it. This is your time. She was like, you know, especially it's it's in your price range. You, You didn't have to go over budget and do nothing all crazy that you know you couldn't handle. Like, yo, do it. So when it finally came to sign the lease... I was like, yo, this is, yeah, this is what I want right here. And I, that that definitely made me happy. And he actually, Key, Key just actually got all his stuff out like this past Saturday. So I went right. in the shop, man. It was just all his stuff gone. I'm just sitting there like, damn, it's all me now. It's all you. So I'm going to I'm gonna have an in-store real soon. Word. I'm going to have an in-store. I'm, 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 I'm in the process of. Print up all the merch so everybody can come in there, cop the merch on spot, everything. Word. Like, everything. Like, I'm happy about that now. Definitely. Dope. Dope. Um, this past fall, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, you just put together your own tour. Yeah. Um, independently. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> he does everything <laughs> himself. He doesn't wait for nobody. He yeah. does everything himself. Uh, talk about the experience of uh, putting your own tour together and um, and um, life on tour and and how all that went. Man, the rap lines matter tour was great. Uh, it took a lot of work, but shout out to the guys that participated: Millie, Advocate, Awax, Beast Johnson. Man, them guys. Without those guys, it wouldn't have been possible. Right. Like they they really helped me out. They came through. They promoted well. Like. They did everything they could. I could ask for them. Man, the life on the tour was, it was, it for me, it was so rewarding because a lot of guys hadn't been out of their own city. Right. Like, Wax had never been to Virginia. Right. So, to hear him say that was like, yo, wow, this is crazy. Like, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm changing his life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm changing his life. And uh, it, it was fun. We shot videos on the tour. We actually got a little bit closer. Right. You know, um, Learn a lot about a lot of people, learn how to move, learn how learn how not to move, and uh, man, it was it was exciting. Every show was fun. Everybody came prepared. Like I couldn't have asked no more of the guys than what they gave. Man, like man, like it was it was incredible to see it actually happen and to see that's part of our history now. 
Yeah. Like now all the guys is thinking on the whole new level. You see Advocate out here killing shit now. Like right. he's on the rampage. You see Millie with his whole rollout for West Side Rob. Killing he on the shit. rampage. He killing shit. You see, you see Wax in the studio about to drop. Man, you see Beast and, and, and Sean Finesse cooking up some. Like, yo, bro, everybody is on their grind after the tour. Like, that's what I love about it the most. I think it motivated everybody even more to see like, yo. We really went on the tour. Like, yo, V don't really be playing about this independent shit. Like, it's really out here for the taking. Like, I, I taught guys how to sell their merch, how to how, how to always have some CDs on deck. You know, I taught guys about art and, and, and what to say and what not to say and, you know, and stuff to stress over and not what to stress over. And a lot of guys weren't, some of their eyes weren't open to all that. They had thought about it and was like, oh, this how I was supposed to do it? Okay. And they even tell me now, like, bro, I'm going to take a page out of your book and right. start just selling my CDs through me before I put them on the internet. Like, yo, you supposed to do that. Right. Do that. That's how you create loyal fans, loyal customers. And you give people, when you give people limited edition stuff, they want to shop with you more. Right. Because they like, yo, he might not ever put this out again. It's for a reasonable price. He only doing 35 of them or 50 of them. I want to be in that 50. So it was definitely exciting, man. It was more exciting to see the guys excited about it for me. Like, um, real quick, I think your best attribute, um, besides your music being dope, is being consistent. Mm. Like, since 2016, my nigga, you've been on, like, a rampage of just a 420 don't go by without you dropping some music. Facts. In the midst of that, like, just dropping, like, you know, your projects and all that like um and with me like just doing stuff like podcast and what and whatever else i'm trying to do web series that you executive executive produced like like how do you stay short version run that time like how do you stay so consistent like like what it is that makes you want to stay so consistent because it's just it blows my mind how consistent you is For me, it's it's the legacy. Word. Like, when I die, I want people to be play this shit back. I want people to be like, yo, V, I, I remember V doing this, or V taught me how to do this, or, man, you remember when V did this and he did this for us? Like, it's about the legacy, about leaving something behind. And if you quit now, that's when the opportunity going to be there. And it's all, I fear that. I fear the moment I quit. I thought about quitting a long time ago. Right. Like, but I feel like the moment I quit, that's when somebody else gonna step in and take my opportunity. Like, I ain't gonna lie, like, I was kinda low-key tight when, you know, the baby got his deal. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was tight. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. Shout out to the baby. Right. But I'm out here. Right. Like, I'm out here. I can tell you, I'll outwork anybody in North Carolina or this world, period. It's the work ethic. It's the it's the fear of 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 the unknown. Even at 35, people like, why are you still doing this? I'm like, bro, why does rap have to be the only genre with an age limit? You see people doing rock and roll till they 70. You see people doing country music till they 80 and 90 years old. Nobody's questioning but Dolly Parton's age. Right. Nobody's questioning Garth Brooks' age. Why is hip-hop the only genre where we're supposed to tap out at a certain age? Why? Right. Why is that? Right. That's true. I'm not tapping out until, until God tells me to tap out. Exactly. In closing... What would you like to see Big V 
in like five years. Like me personally, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I feel like with you, like you super dope, but I think like, you know what I mean. And I know I know your family dynamic because I'm I deal with the same thing. Right, right. Like I feel like you should be in these people's faces more. Like you should be at CW, CIAA. You should be at the mm. NBA All Star Weekend. And mm. I know it's kind of hard because you got family and you know what I mean because family comes first, most importantly. Right, right. Um, I just feel like you should be in these people's faces more. Like even though I know you're a super established independent artist, yeah. I think you still should to do open mics and let and mingle with other artists. And you do mingle with other artists because right. that showcase you put on, right? You bring a shit ton of artists out, right? Right. But um, I just wish I just wanted to see you and just you know mingling more with you know whatever because you dope yeah. and you just need to be in more faces. I'm gonna tell you what though, I've tried, bro. Like in the past, I've tried to deal with people with CIAA bookings and. Here and there, and they all didn't fuck with me. Word. So when I got on my independent shit, I'm like, fuck them. Like I'm doing me. I'm gonna go where I want it. Mm-hmm. That's why I be at A3C. You right. might catch me at South by Southwest. Because right. to me, I'm not trying to be funny. My talent bigger than CIAA. Right. My talent is bigger than a lot of these stages that they be trying to just stick me on. Mm-hmm. So that's just what it is. I love them and I try, right. but it's only so much you can try to do without. Getting frustrated. Right. Where you? Where would you like to see yourself in five years? Five years, man. Uh, just, 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 just more established as as far as a, as far as a videographer, more esta- like a bigger, bigger film company. Like, Word. it ain't for me. Is is deeper than this music shit. Like, music is fun, but I'm looking past that at this point. I'm always still do music more than likely, but like. The bread and butter for me is in the, is in the businesses. Like, even if my music not selling, these T-shirts is selling. Right. Even if my music not selling and people don't respect the music, they respect me behind that camera. They right. don't even be knowing me. They don't, they don't even know I'm Spike V. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the beauty of it. Independent everything. Everything. Yes, he does everything, y'all. So, yeah, man. Just more established. More established, man. Shout, uh, shout out to social media. Shout mm. out whoever you want to shout out. Talk to him. Man, shout out. Hey, listen, man. Y'all go get that Being in God's Vision album. First and foremost. On all platforms, man, from from YouTube, iHeartRadio, whatever you're using, man, iTunes, Tidal, Spotify, all that. Um, shout out to everybody, man, that's independent and got a dream. All the creators, uh, all genres, keep creating, keep pushing, and just stay consistent. Consistency will get you where money can't get you. Trust me. And be respectful. Say thank you. Say you're welcome. Respect will get you where money can't. Definitely remember that. And uh, tell the people your social media. At Big V Sky Zone on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, of course. Uh, Big V on Facebook. Um, yeah, at Big V Sky Zone. Sky Zone Society. At Sky Zone Society on uh, Instagram. At Spike V Photography on Instagram, too. Hit me up. Let's build. I work with everybody. Everybody, literally. Let's do it. Word up. All right. It's Killer TV live from the streets. Killer TV. I got to appreciate you coming through, my brother. you know what it is. I appreciate the platform, man. My first guest of season two, we got to really sit down and build. I think people are going to really love this interview and really Mm. 
get to really know you and your struggle and everything yeah. you, you know you you've been through. Uh, shout to Overtown Music, um, their studio. Um, overtone, overtone, overtone music. Shout out to Overtone, overtone music. My bad. It's a dope my studio man, too. It is. My man Chris in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my other podcast, Hookah Champs. Hookah Champs. The Please Hooker... tune in that Hookah Champs. Yes, <laughs> tune into the Hookah Champs as well. Good conversation on that. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Millie McJagger, A Wax. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole team, man, Sean Finesse, everybody, man. Yes. Everybody from Greensboro to Raleigh. Yes. And the creators, man. You know, Killer TV, like, Killer TV Live from the Street. That's how I want to talk to, man, the creators and the innovators. And ain't nobody doing it better than Big V, man, because he does everything. You know what I mean? Create, create, create. Do your thing, man. Till next time, man. Keep living your dream. Keep mm-hmm. God first. And everything will work out. Peace and love, man. Peace, y'all.